Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, good morning, church. So good to have you online with us today. Um, I'm just really believing that this message this morning I've got for you will really put courage into your heart today. No matter what you're facing, God is wanting to call you up into a place of courage. Um, You know, about 12 years ago, I actually uh, purchased part of a printing company, believe it or not, right here in Rangiora. And um, this part of the company was being sold off because the previous owner had actually passed away. And when I purchased it, I didn't realise that there was this big dispute going on in the background between the old owner and that trust and then the new owners that I'd actually purchased this um, business off. And um, I ended up in the middle of this conflict. And there was a person for me though, and the, um, the, no one wanted to receive any rent from me. So when I moved in um, and started printing, I, I, no one wanted my money, and and that was really good. So I had about you know three months rent free, and you know I was. I was like, this is okay. But at the same time, I was feeling a little unsettled about the situation. And, you know, it just didn't smell right. Um, And then one day I I spotted uh, a lawyer in this um, just up high street that represented um, the owners of the property. And so I approached him naively thinking that, you know, I'd get some clarity about what I should do um, in this situation. So I I asked him for his advice and um, he just like point blank said to me, as far as I'm concerned, you're just a squatter. And then he just turned around and he walked off. And at that point, I was just like, whoa. And I started feeling really unsettled then. I was like, oh, man. What, what have I done wrong? That, that that guy was so rude to me, and and he was saying like that this situation was my fault, and 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 then a, a couple of weeks went by, still no one wanted to receive um, my rent money, and uh, and then I was given notice that I had to get out. You know, I was being evicted, and I had uh, I think it was about four weeks to leave, and I I went around looking for a new. Uh, premises for my company and um, do you think I could find anything? At that time there was absolutely nothing. I searched high and low, did all the streets, went to all the real estate companies. There was nothing available. I exhausted every location and and then what made it slightly more stressful was that at the um, end of the second week I was leaving on a ministry trip to Malaysia. I was speaking at a youth camp with a team and we were ministering over there and, and so I was feeling like I was hanging out on a limb. I was going to be told to leave and I was in trouble. But I don't know if you've heard that Jesus hangs out on the end of limbs. It's called a faith limb. Uh, but I wasn't feeling incredibly secure hanging on to the end of this limb. And, and I was just waiting for something to happen. I was, I was looking, but nothing there was nothing available. And then in the last week before I was, you know, leaving to go to Malaysia, um, I, uh, I, I heard of somewhere. And through a series of phone calls and conversations, I managed to secure a premises just the day before I was flying out to Malaysia and I was able to move in the week I got back to my new location. Man, whoo, that was stressful. And you know, 
those moments that test us in life actually become moments of our greatest testimonies. And, and those times where we feel most unsettled actually become, you know, moments that we can define where our security rests. You know, this message that I have for you today, it is called Unsettled But Secure. Unsettled but secure. And I never forgot those words from that lawyer that day. As far as I'm concerned, you are just a squatter. Your business is basically homeless. And you know, it was true because what he was saying is that I had no legal permission or right to be there. I'd, I'd purchased this business without signing a contract for the lease. So man, I didn't have any permission to operate from a premises that this business had operated from for 40 plus years. And, and so I had to go on this process of finding somewhere where I could be secure again. You know, in the Old Testament, in the book of Joshua from chapter 18, uh, there's this story of, of Joshua. You know, they, they've spent 40 years in the wilderness, but now they're in the promised land. Sweet. They're, you know, they were like, here we are. We've got a new location. We can settle down and we can actually just live in the promises of God. And, and it says this uh, in chapter 18, verse 1. It says, The whole assembly of the Israelites gathered at Shiloh and they set up the tent of meeting there. The country was brought under their control, but there were still seven Israelite tribes who had not yet received their inheritance. In verse 3, it says, So Joshua says to the Israelites, how long will you wait before you begin to take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors has given you? So some of these guys had received their inheritance, but some of these guys were standing in their promised land, the place of their inheritance, but they were still unsettled. They hadn't actually possessed what was theirs to own. You know, this time, Sunday, 17th of May, 2020, this continues to be an unsettling time for our nation and really for our planet. And we're all wondering, hey, what, what's my life going to look like this time next year? What's it going to be like in a couple of months? Well, I, I can't wait to be out of this situation. And perhaps you approach 2020, you know, like most of us, full of hope, like this is going to be a great year. But now you find yourself out on the end of a limb. You're out of your comfort zone and you're, you're feeling the lack of security because so much has changed around your life. I want to tell you today that Christ Jesus has a vision for your security to be made complete in Him, regardless of what is going on in your circumstances. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 says this, it says, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things and in Him all things hold together. You know, He wants to hold our world together. He wants each one of us to be in the center of His will and purposes at this 
time. Corrie ten Boone, she's, she says this, she says, His will is our hiding place. His will is our hiding place. That is the place where we find our greatest sense of security. I want to tell you today that God is your God. He is the God of your beginning. He is the God of your middle and He is the God of your end. He is the God of your eternity. In 1 Corinthians seven twenty three, it says, Your life has been redeemed at tremendous cost. You know, redemption is a word that's taken from the slave market. The basic idea is that a slave would obtain their freedom by a payment of a ransom. You know, when a home is sold, real estate signs, you know, they, they, they ended up with this sold sign right over the for sale sign. And, and it's announcing that this legal transaction has taken place, that the deal has been settled and that this home is now under new ownership. I want to tell you today, because of the redemption that you have in Christ, no matter how unsettled you feel at this time, every aspect of your life has been settled and made secure by the supremacy of Christ. That is good news for you today. I feel joyful about that statement. Uh, I'm not here to tell you that by the grace of God that you need to white knuckle it uh, through this time that you know that you just need to drink another can of harden up princess and to suck it up buttercup. But you know, God is for you at this time. You know, gaining security in our life, it's not just about positive thinking, gaining lasting security. It, it's, it happens because, because of a transaction. And that transaction, it requires something from us. That transaction of gaining security in Christ requires that we give up our insecurities. You know, insecurities that we have in our lives, they're kind of like the layers of an onion. And I want to tell you, I have layers. You have some layers. We all got some layers We've all got issues going on in our lives. And, and, and my, my faith journey has been this, you know, constant walk of handing over my insecurities to Christ. I'm just going to be real with you here. You know, the, the fear of public speaking, man, massive insecurity for me. The fear of failure, you know, looking stupid. I hate that thought. The fear of what other people think about me, you know, these have all been significant things for me to surrender to Christ, not just once, but sometimes I, I've, I've needed to do that more than once. I've needed to do that continually for a season in my life. You know, Jesus can only take from us what we are prepared to give Him. And, and you know, I, I can't hold on to those insecurities, you know, like the fear of failure, uh, because I know that they will actually ultimately define me. You know, as Joshua stood there that day in the promised land, and, and then he noticed these unsettled people, these people that he was leading, that he brought into the promised land, you know, he challenged them. And he said to them, how long will you wait before you take possession of the promise. 
You know, for, and for most of them, 40 years of being in a wilderness season, that was all they had ever known. And now they were in this promised land, but they were still being defined by this wilderness season that they had actually walked you know, through, that they'd come out of. They were, they were in the right place, in the right location, but they had the wrong perspective of where they were at. And Joshua, I love Joshua. I love this moment because he's like, I'm not going to rest until everyone has occupied their promise and they come into a place of belonging. You know, he was the kind of leader that said, you know, your unsettled life is my unsettled life. That your unfulfilled promise is, that's my unfulfilled promise. And, and, and I know you're unsettled, but I'm with you. And, and Joshua didn't actually rest until everyone received their promise. And the name Joshua is actually the Hebrew name for the name Jesus. And Joshua, as an Old Testament hero, was actually a foreshadow, a foreshadowing of Christ. He was a type, he was a shadow of Jesus. And I want to tell you today that Jesus Christ, He is not satisfied with an incomplete picture of our lives. When I think of Jesus leading the disciples and even calling His disciples, He encountered Peter, who was to become His disciple. And Peter had spent all night fishing. He'd spent all night. There must have been something going on for Peter to spend all night fishing. And he had caught absolutely nothing. And Peter, you know, breaks, you know, he's finished and he's discouraged. But then Jesus comes and he breaks into Peter's bubble because Jesus can see that there's something missing for Peter. And he says to Peter, you know, let me help you, you know, try putting your net down on the other side. And in one go, Peter just about caught every fish that was left in the sea, <laughs> you know. Jesus notices the missing pieces and, and he, he doesn't just notice, He wants to participate with us to work out what it means for us to become whole, to be restored, to gain security and, and, and bring around our lives whatever is missing. And, and He talks about, as a, a, you know, in, in the Scripture, He talks about His passion for the lost and the displaced and the unsettled ones, you know, in the in the parable of the lost sheep in Luke uh, fifteen, he says, you know, what man among you, if he has a hundred sheep has and has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety nine and then and 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 go after the one who's been lost and until he finds it, and when he finds it, he, he lays the sheep on his shoulders and he rejoicing, he comes home and he calls his friends and his neighbours and he says, you know, come on, let's celebrate what has been lost. You know, there were 99 there and we're pretty happy with 99%, you know, but Jesus just doesn't tolerate what's missing. Jesus is like, there's a missing piece. Someone got stuck along the way. Something is unfinished, you know, and he's because he is so passionate about a finished work. And this deficit that he saw compelled him to leave 99 and search of that one piece that was missing. There was a gap there for him. There was a, I can't tolerate. Jesus, like, I don't want there to be a gap. I want to tell you that Jesus notices the missing pieces and the things because they have great value to Him. 
They have great value to His perspective and He wants to bring everyone into a place of wholeness. He wants to bring, you know, if there's a missing healing, He wants to, he wants to bring healing. If there's a missing truth, He wants to bring truth. If there's grace is missing, He wants to bring grace. If there's missing peace, He wants to bring peace to your life. If you're missing out on joy, He wants you to be fulfilled with joy. And all of this is because He loves you with an everlasting love. And if love is missing from your life, He wants to overshadow you with His great love. In Psalm 139, you know, this is how much He knows us. He says that even when you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. I knew all of you. I knew all about you. I knew your story. I I just knew you and I wanted, I knew all of you. Not just a part of you, but I see you in the fullness of that expression of who you were created to be. You know, He he created us to become the complete version of ourselves. You know, today I just want to remind you that regardless of what you consider is under threat in your life and, and your security maybe has been threatened, that Christ's vision for your life has not changed and, and He gives us this daily invitation to resettle our lives on Him, to resettle our heart on Him, to resettle our direction on Him, to resettle our priorities, our dreams, our prayers, our hope, because He is the God of the beginning. He is the God of the middle and He is the God of the end. He is the God of our eternity. And you know, as, as I bring this to a close today, I want to pray Paul's incredible prayer over you. He prayed this over the church of Ephesus and, and it was a, a, it's a prayer of knowing the depth of his love and being established in just that fact that he is so, so good. He is so, so for us. Let me just pray this with you today. So just Get, get into a, just a place of receiving right now. Just go from watching to receiving. Maybe close your eyes. Just, just get into that space. And let me just pray this over you right now. From Ephesians 3.16, he says, I pray that out of His glorious riches, He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inmost being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep the love of Christ is and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than we, um, measurably more than all than we could ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work within us, to Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. You know, God loves you today. He is so for your life. And maybe today you felt like so spiritually unsettled and like you're maybe in a wilderness. You've brought the last season with you at this time. And perhaps it's because you've actually never asked Jesus into your heart. And I just want to give you an opportunity just in a few moments to receive Jesus into your life. I just want to invite you to pray a prayer uh, with me this morning. 
and receive His amazing love and incredible grace. In 1 John 5 verse 5, it says, Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Believing in Christ, that's all it is. Believing in His love, believing in His forgiveness, believing in His hope. He is so for you. And it's such a simple step of faith. It doesn't mean to say that you have to understand everything. But I want to tell you today that Christ Jesus is so for you. Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with everything that is happening by following.